안녕하세요. Good morning, good morning, my dear brothers and sisters. Clergy and Ambassador for Peace, 안녕하십니까? Just now, I am so excited to see our three girls from Moscow. Wow, such bright faces, and, and they are really working very, very hard. And then more and more, our second generation involving the morning devotion, many activities. Thank you so much. Uh, yesterday, I had a breakfast meeting with the key leaders of the Mid uh, Hudson Family Church at UTS. It was a beautiful breakfast. Then I attend GPA kickoff workshop at UTS, and we had a question and answer session. And I gave them internal guidance, even though under COVID 19. I think many uh, new uh, GPA member joined, I think nearly 60 members joined together. And the total number more than 150 people over there. I was so uh, happy to see our young guys. That was a good photo. So really, wow. They are really growing up very well, very bright atmosphere. And then we had a lunch meeting with the GPA staff. Uh, it was a really good discussion and then share their, about the, their situation. Thank you so much, all our GPA staff. Today, I'd like to talk about putting peace into practice from through Mother's Memoir. I'd like to invite Kevin Hani to read. In our peace messages, Father Moon and I advocated that all humanity participate in the cross-cultural marriage blessing. The cross-cultural marriage blessing is by far the best way to restore humanity to become the children of God. Grandparents from enemy nations or religions will unite through the beautiful grandchildren they share in common. That is the ideal and like all ideals, it takes work to realize. In Korea, one hears there are more and more multicultural multi families, but their lives do not appear to be getting easier. The person next to him agrees, saying many children are ridiculed by schoolmates because their mother is from another country. Not only that, another person will chime in. It is not uncommon for brides from overseas to give up and return to their native countries. Today, the number of multicultural families is increasing in the Korean countryside, as well as in the cities. Looking closer, we can see that these multicultural families generally comprise a Korean husband and a wife from a developing country and their children. It is not easy for women from other countries to settle in a land where the people have a different language and lifestyle. Added to that, more than a few locals look down on multicultural families and even reject them. Yeah, thank you so much. And Father mentioned here the cross-cultural marriage blessing is by far 
the best way, best way to restore humanity to become the children of God. Yeah, I really absolutely agree with that. That's why our true parents initiated inter-religious marriage and then, you know, inter-racial marriage. I think through this kind of the cross-cultural marriage, the only way can restore the humanity. How can we deny our true parents are the Messiah? No one could arrange this kind of the marriage blessing. It is a really incredible strategy through the close cultural marriage blessing. Everybody really can unite together, can forgive your enemy. You know, our concept of the enemy, forgiving your enemy, sometimes, you know, easily can say. However, living together with your enemy, this is a not simple matter. If, if there is a conflict between Christianity and the Muslim people, if a father uh, arranges of the marriage between Christianity and Muslim, really through the cultural, the cross-cultural marriage, inter-racial, uh, international marriage, this is the only way to make world peace. This is the best way to restore humanity. This is a really, really incredible God's strategy. No one can deny our true parents are really savior for all mankind. Continue. I understand such problems very well. When my husband and I went to the United States in the early 1970s to carry out our mission, I experienced rejection and a sense of isolation that comes from being part of a minority. If this was the case for me in America, a nation with a heterogeneous population, it must be even worse in Korea, a homogeneous nation. Hence, I hope and desire to support these families who have come to establish happy lives in Korea. Since the late 1960s, my husband and I have created multicultural families through the marriage blessing ceremony, introducing partners to each other beyond nation, race, and religious background. An upsurge in multicultural families in Korea was especially seen after our international blessing ceremony for 6,500 Korean Japanese couples in 1988, the year the Summer Olympics was held in Seoul. At that time, there were not many Korean women willing to marry men in farming villages, and this was becoming a social problem. For our blessing ceremony, women from Japan and other countries agreed to marry Korean men. Everyone knew this would pose many challenges. The Korean people's sentiment was still strongly anti-Japanese and many opposed the idea of a Japanese wife or daughter-in-law in Korea. Similarly, 
In Japan, parents were unhappy with the idea of their daughters or sons marrying someone from Korea, which was less developed economically. However, Japanese unificationist women, understanding faith in God, the concept of filial devotion, and the idea of living for the sake of others, agreed to marry Korean men and devoted themselves to their families. Brides from countries such as the Philippines, Vietnam, and Thailand similarly came to Korea and established international blessed families. There were many beautiful outcomes. The women attended their Korean parents-in-law with sincere devotion and created prosperous families. Even if living conditions were difficult, they faithfully took care of their husband's parents when they were sick and elderly. Some even received government awards for serving their parents-in-law with filial devotion. Some became leaders of women's associations or parents' groups in their villages. Many of these wives and their husbands are now indispensable members of their village communities. Thank you, Heavenly Honey. Now, Heavenly Fortune calls humankind to be a society of one family under God. The shortcut to world peace is to achieve international blessings on an interreligious, international level, transcending uh, religion and borders and ideology. If you look at it that way, through parents leading international blessing was God's historic event. So let's read through our parents' word about international blessings. Please. Heavenly fortune is calling for humankind to become one family on earth. Heavenly fortune is calling for the world to be borderless and for humankind to become one family on earth. The remarkable development of science and technology, along with the revolutionary development of information, communication, and transportation is bringing the entire human race together, needing transnational cooperation and calling for international joint assistance to preserve our only planet. But what will make people change their selfish and egotistical thinking and fundamentally solve national competition centered on their own interests? Each of us must find the answer in following the fundamental awareness of God, who is our origin and root, and in following the natural principles. The answer can only be found centered on God's true love, that is, the true love that wants to give and give and forget that it has given and loves the object partner more than oneself. Continue. The international blessing will change the history of humankind's culture. When we realize that all humankind is one family under one parent, all problems will have answers. All problems will be solved when humankind forms one large family under God and true parents to serve and harmonize each other. I have taught and practiced the principle of true love throughout my entire life. We have laid a global foundation 
by living for the sake of others and giving. We have raised young people who lead altruistic lives while serving in 160 countries around the world. Not only that, we have been leading the international blessing ceremonies, transcending nations, race, and religion to create ideal families of true love. In 1992, 30,000 couples were blessed. And in August of this year, a blessing of 360,000 couples is being prepared. This work will change the history of humankind's culture. A new world culture is being formed by tearing down borders with true love, overcoming hatred and struggles of racial barriers and creating ideal families with each other. Thank you so much, Ebony Hani. Yes, my brothers and sisters, the international blessing will change the history of humankind's culture. And then our national now, uh, national president now give me talking about, you know, blessing culture. So, you know, our culture should be culture of the blessing. And what does culture of the blessing means? Really, culture of the blessing means everybody need to relate to God. Everybody need to, need to change their blood lineage. And then everybody respect and love God as our own parents. We are same children of God. This is the blessing culture. How to how to how to create blessing culture centering on one blood lineage, which is God's blood lineage. When we inherit God's royal blood family blood lineage, and we realize that you and me, same children of God, you and me, same brothers and sisters. How can we create that kind of blessing culture? Not just only giving holy wine, not just let them do 40 days separation and three days ceremony. And then we need to create culture. We are one family. We are really one children of God. This is really how much beautiful. That's why whatever we do, any kind of event, any kind of blessing festival, we are creating not just only as an event, should be, should be culture, culture. Because you know, to become, you know, to, you know, to create culture, need to become tradition. Tradition become culture. So it takes a long time to, to create blessing culture, but we are now, we are initiating, you know, every day, every month, particularly December event is very, very important. Let every, everybody know what does the blessing about. Let them know who is God. Let them know who is our origin, who are our true parents. Let them realize we are children of God. And then through the watching party, invite uh, my neighbors and then relatives, everybody joining together and sharing together. We are one family under God. We are 
children of God. Let's inherit heavenly father, heavenly parents blood lineage. How beautiful actually. This is not just event. Need to create as a blessing culture. That's why my dear brothers and sisters, I really want to encourage you through Mother's Eve and in December, everybody let's lay the foundation of the Trinity. Let's lay the foundation through the three spiritual children. So please create, at least you have that kind of the minimum, minimum kingdom of heaven, which is the, the system of the Trinity. At least you have three people, you, they can love you, they can respect you, they can follow you, creating really inseparable relationship culture. That's our point. Anyone can, anyone can handle very well about the, you know, the culture of the blessing, centering on the you know, three spiritual children, Trinity, and each one of them multiply continue. And then finally, we expand the kingdom of heaven, and the entire uh, the, uh, North America can be a God's chosen nations. Today's Father's word, the stronger uh, the power of the resolve and from the impulse. Ebony, honey? Most people despair halfway through. There are numerous people who bite their tongues with the resolve to achieve a certain goal, but it is possible for them to endeavor for one or two days. However, when you attempt to follow this for one year, 10 years, and for your whole life, you will find that you are unable to do so. You would have felt that human beings are weak through your own life. How did I become such a weak human being? If you are a man, then as a man, you must accomplish the final goal you have resolved to fulfill. And when you find yourself withdrawing or spinning off at a tangent and you fall into your own trap of following an undesired direction, causing you to lament, you will become unable to stand in the position of following the desires you you crave for as you fall into despair. This is the reality of most people. Isn't that so? Aren't most people this way? I am telling you they are. Thank you, Heavenly Honey. Through Father said, uh, there are numerous people who bite their tongues with the resolve to achieve a certain goal but what is it that uh, they cannot continue that goal? Many people give up on the way. Anyone can endeavor for one or two days. However, with men, things cannot follow this for one year, 10 years, and for our whole lives. Do you know how many days it has been since we started morning devotion? Today, 319 days, 300, 319 days of until today, how many people have attended? 
How many of them never miss even one single day? This is not a simple issue, my brothers and sisters. At first, many people attend a attend marathon, you know, running and running, you know, attending marathon. But as the time goes on, more and more people get tired and give up, and only a few people eventually reach to the finish line. Winning a marathon is important, but I think finishing it to the end is more important. Not just only everybody win, but until the end, you never give up and then you reach it to finish line. This is also very important. A righteous person means once they make a decision, it does not change. Why was Noah called a righteous person? It is because he carried out God's command for 120 years. Wow, this is amazing. How can, how can we the Noah? Can you imagine about that? 120 years. Many people insult him, persecute him. He's a crazy guy. What is the, his strength and motivation can keep his really uh, first determination? How he become his righteous person? I think he got a strong stimulation when he received a command from God. Didn't he didn't decide by himself? He received that kind of command from God. That's why he never forget that moment when he received the God's command from God. Why are people unable to achieve the goals they set and just give up halfway through? The important thing is not to resolve centered on myself and my own visions. When you resolve the motivation, dream, and goal must be centered on God. It means to resolve centering on God's wishes. So anyway, many people can make it great success. However, my dear brothers and sisters, in order to, you know, to keep my first, first motivation continuously, this motivation need to come from God. My motivation for God. God is unchanging, eternal, and absolute. So as long as I relate to God, I can resemble his nature unchanging, eternal, and absolute. Another important thing is always have something to motivate. This is the stimulus by the God's word. And, and you know, you need to, you need to have, you need to have always stimulate, stimulate by God's word. Without God's word, human being, give up easily. That's why you should be inspired by God's word all the time. 
only God will stimulate you and then ask you keep going. That's why without studying God's word, without hearing morning devotion, you know, surely give up on the way. Fallen men easily give up. That's why God's word always giving you strength and power, stimulate you so much. That's why you need to love God's word. And secondly, not just only get a stimulation by the God's word. Very important on other things. You need able who can always stimulate and guide you. You need to have good able, always encouraging you, always care of you, always trust you, always loving you. When you see that come the able, you can solve any problems. But the formation stage, you need to stimulate by God's word all the time. Secondly, you need to have able. Always your side, always encouraging you, always embrace you. Sometimes, of course, scold you, but really properly guiding you. This is the way you can keep your motivation. God's dream is eternal, unchanging, absolute. Therefore, if my dreams and goals comes from God, I need a conviction that they will be achieved. Whenever I carry on morning devotion, I always feel Heavenly Father's uh, encouragement. When I call to the Father who is in the spiritual world, He always encouraging, encouraging me. Hey, little young, you are doing well. Keep going, keep going. I am with you all the time. Please take care of the, my children in America, Canada. He always encouraging me. When I just think, Father, my tears come down. And then when I think about the mother, mother saying always the same thing like our father. That's why my parents, my true parents, are really giving me incredible encouragement. They are the one who, they are, the, they are my resource and my energy. And secondly, I can feel that you know, throughout the, uh, no, and American brothers and sisters, and then also the Canada, all over the world, those who are really relate to the morning devotion, they are the one who really pray for morning devotion and pray for me. I can feel that my brothers and sisters pray for me. That's why I can feel that I really so much indebted to my our brothers and sisters because of their encouragement, their prayer, their jangsang for me. 
That's why I can continuously, you know, can continuously can do morning devotion. I cannot do by my own. God encouraging me, true parents encouraging me, spiritual world encouraging me. And then our dear brothers and sisters, wherever I go, whenever I meet our dear brothers and sisters, they are the one who really giving me strength and power. You know, my brothers and sisters, you are my power, you are my energy. My dear brothers and sisters, therefore, do the work that God intends to do. Then spiritual world will definitely help. Today's youth ministry, the mindset and attitude when receiving indemnity. This is also very important content, my dear brothers and sisters. When people who receive a lot of indemnity due to their own mistakes, pulls themselves together and returns to church, they feel very ashamed. In most cases, they do not want to hear that they receive the indemnity. So sometimes they hide the situation of their indemnity. You know, not, not we are going the right way all the time. Sometimes we make the mistake. When I see our brothers and sisters, sometimes they commit chapter to sin and then feel so much guilty. They feel like a pain of a conscience. Really, they know that anyone, anyone commit a sin, not just only chapter to sin, feels so much guilty. Feel pain of conscience. No one can help. Sometimes cry and cry and cry and pray and chung song and go to champion this and that. Still feel they're not enough. And then sometimes, you know, accident can happen. They pay, you know, receiving that kind of the, you know, indemnity. Then they know, that guy know why this kind of accident happened. Why this kind of punishment come? They know. Why I receive this kind of indemnity? They know. But Father encouraging here to not feel very ashamed. And then they really try to avoid, I, you know, they try to avoid I receiving this kind of indemnity. I don't want to tell my friend, I don't want to tell my neighbor, I don't want to tell my friend, even my own able. Just hiding the situation of the indemnity within myself, keeping within myself. That is the problem, my brothers and sisters. Just as, uh, you know, Korean people say, just as a disease can only be cured by boasting and then telling a lot of people about, I have this kind of cancer, this kind of sickness, and then you share about, about your disease, your sickness, then many people give advice, this and that. This is the way you find a way how to cure. You must confess your twisted situation. 
if you cover it up as it is, you cannot grow in principle. This is because God provides principled education through all things that happen. Why accident happen? Why I receive the indemnity? Because God wants to teach you. God asks you to really repent and through the repentance and then you really change your lifestyle, let you grow up. That's why punishment is not the punishment. When you receive the indemnity, not just only indemnity, through indemnity, through punishment, let you realize. And then need to connect to God's side more and then become true sons and daughters. That's why do not avoid your indemnity. Do not avoid the punishment. Actually, indemnity and punishment is God's blessing. You know, external itself looks like a punishment, really suffering. However, that is not just only suffering. That is not just only punishment. Through paying the indemnity, through that kind of suffering after I committed sin, actually, Heavenly Father, main purpose, not suffering itself, not indemnity itself. Heavenly Father really want to raise up to become a better person. Therefore, very important how to deal with my own indemnity when I commit a sin. Very important this one. Many people don't want to talk. Just keep within my heart, hiding, feel very shame. I don't want to confess to anyone. That's the problem. Whenever you undergo something, there has to be a principled understanding. If you leave it as it is, without principle anal uh, analysis, that incident will repeat again and again, even greater indemnity. Therefore, if a sin is not confessed, the indemnity becomes more and more severe. My brother says that this is a very important point. Many people having you know, having this kind of problems. The reason indemnity is repeated is because God is trying to give a principled education. If the person who received the indemnity doesn't, doesn't try to understand the incident from a principled perspective, but only wishes for the indemnity to pass quickly, that indemnity will repeat and repeat and again and again. When an indemnity repeats, know that it will surely come back with the increased indemnity. That's why don't hide. Do not run away from your own indemnity. Then how to solve the problem? Therefore, we must boldly admit our mistakes. Confess to our, our able figure. 
and uh, analyze and improve ourselves by the principle. Confession is very, very important. In fact, no, there is a grace, a grace hidden behind shameful situations. Never hide your shame, confess it. Confessing about shameful situation is true courage. Satan will flee from confession itself. Satan hates confession. Satan try to avoid, try to hide, just only keep within myself. This is Satan's strategy. Satan hates confession. I don't like to confess. Even I die, I don't like to confess. I, I don't let people know. I don't let my spouse know. I don't let my able know. Satan hates, hates it the most when he is confessed. More than death. More than death, Satan hates his true color being revealed. Father said, your seed is like a chapter, you know, when you do have the bowel movement. Do you like your bowel movement? Very smelly. Everybody don't like. Just a bowel movement. Nothing. Satan control. Satan try to control me. Ask, you know, keep asking me to continue commit the sin. Do not confess. And then struggling and struggling and struggling. When can you really relieve? When? You try, you, you, you want to try to keep your dignity? Nothing. This is nothing. In spiritual world, nothing. In spiritual world, nothing hiding. Nothing hiding. It is a better to solve on the earth. You know, everybody fallen. Everybody committed sin. Who is brave? Who has true courage? Confession. Truly had need to have confession and repentance. Hidden in shame, in unforgettable treasure. Hidden in shame is an unforgettable treasure. Therefore, do not hide in your heart something you consider shameful. Or rather, if you confess to respected able, respectable able figure, and receive a principled guidance, your spirit will grow. Do not confess to any other one. When you confess your, your sin, your mistake, you need to find proper able. Who really can embrace me? Who can cry with my sin? Who really understand my situation and can embrace me? And who can protect me? Sometimes you, when you confess and then disable, share, oh, this guy comes in, this and that, oh, that's what people don't like to confess. 
When you confess, Satan run away. Satan really doesn't like to confess. But don't confess to your spouse until you are blessed. Before receiving the blessing, true parents took responsibility and forgive. This is very important. Confession is okay to the you're able. And then, you know, someone commits in before receiving blessing. Blessing means forgive everything. Your sin become not zero, zero. That's why Father said, when you go to spiritual world after receiving blessing, even God, even to the parents, cannot ask. Even Satan cannot accuse before receiving. No, after after you receiving blessing, cannot ask before receiving blessing. You come and see what? To the parents are responsible before receiving what you commit to sin. Blessing is not just only salvation. Blessing is forgiveness. Forgiveness. To the parent already forgave. To the father, to the father, to not ask what you commit to sin before receiving blessing already forgave. Then why your guy, after receiving blessing, you're having the problem? Why you confess your problem in the past? I, I had a woman, I committed sin, this and that. Why confess your spouse? This is really big mistake. Big mistake. Even to the father to not ask. Even God to not ask. Before receiving blessing, you need to confess to your able already solve the problem. Blessing is a new beginning. And then why you, why you confess to your spouse? When your spouse listens about your past problem, become more confused. Love is very, very sensitive, I am telling you. Of course, after you receiving blessing, you still commit a sin, you need to confess to your spouse. Only your wife, your spouse can forgive. Your spouse is your messiah. However, before receiving blessing, after receiving blessing, have to be very clear. Before receiving blessing, already forgiven by God and true parents. That's why you need to have a certain process. You need to confess to your able before receiving blessing. Then once you confess to the able and receiving blessing, God never asked. True parents never ask. Why? Father said, I fully be responsible for. This is amazing. This is a substantial. This is the reality, I am telling you, my brothers and sisters. After starting family. You really build up your relationship with your spouse, but you are still something committing this and that. Then you need to confess to your spouse. That's fine. Between the husband and wife, after receiving blessing. Because before receiving blessing, true parents will be responsible. 
But after receiving blessing, true parents cannot be responsible. You only your spouse is the Messiah. You need to solve between husband and wife. Your spouse is the Messiah. Based on that foundation, true parents can give a forgiving ceremony without solving between husband and wife. Even though true parents try to forgive you through holy wine, new holy wine, does not make sense. That's why your substantial Messiah, after receiving blessing, your spouse is the Messiah. Without that, hiding still something between husband and wife and receive a new holy wife, does not make sense. Have to be very clear. Do not hide our sin. When you receive the indemnity, do not run away. Okay, come more and more and more. I really deserve to pay this indemnity. Confess to God. Confess to my evil. Then, Father said, this, is, this kind of sin or indemnity become like a, become when you really change that kind of concept become unforgettable treasure become God's grace become God's grace and through that opportunity you can reach a different dimension my dear brothers and sisters today I guide you very important thing the mindset, attitude when receiving indemnity. Thank you very much.